Welcome to the latest episode of Imagining a New Economy, brought to you by People First Companies. I'm your host, Mia Voss, and our guest is VR Maddox, employment activist and recruiter extraordinaire. In this episode, V shares some amazing tips for job seekers who want to find and work for a company that is people first driven. Tune in. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, Mia. How are you, dear? I am doing well, and I am so excited to talk with you because you are going to add an element to these conversations we've been having on this podcast that's kind of the other side of it because you're a recruiter. So you see both sides of it, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about people that are looking for a job. You're going to give give us some give us some info and tell us a little bit about you. Let's just dive right in. Hi, folks. My name is Vanessa Maddox. I'm on the East Coast in Northern Virginia, and uh, I'm a recruiter, uh, to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recruit in several industries, most recently the AI and tech industry. Uh, I have clients as well as uh, different projects I work on. And uh, let's see, 13 years ago, well, to go back further. 18 years ago, I got laid off from my six-figure job uh, during the uh, first big uh, bubble burst of mm-hmm. the real estate market and the job market. And uh, I was out on the street after years of not uh, being employed. Wow. And I could not pay someone to help me get a job. So I said, well, you know, they got it. There's, there's, there's all these people out on the street at that time. And I says, well, who's going to help us? And so I couldn't find any, any help. So I created something called get hired, hashtag get hired. And what hashtag get hired is, is simply a, a group that I built on Facebook 13 years ago. Um, that helps people get jobs and we provide resources. So I get jobs and opportunities from 15 different directions. I put them out on get hired and people get hired. So um, it's it's a free public service. I've been doing it, like I said, for 13 years. And um, it also served me as I was making a transition from one part of HR into recruiting. And to be clear, and what what's what must have been so frustrating at the time too. I mean, I know your background was working with you know U.S. House of Representatives. You know, you've been in government. You worked for Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. So you weren't just rolling in right uh, right off the street from college, or you know, you've been around in this industry for a while. Which I can imagine how stifling and how debilitating that is for folks. Of like just, I mean, you've always had something really consistent and always knew what your background was. So I appreciate that because you probably put the wind back in people's sails too, of how to how to remember their worth. Absolutely, absolutely. Now I know how I felt as an HR professional, uh, being unceremoniously laid off, uh, making a lot of money, just bought a house, just had a baby. So mm. all these things are happening all at once. Um, so I knew I needed to start, well, I've always had an entrepreneurial bug, uh, in my body and I knew I wanted to start something. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with it at the time. 
Mm-hmm. But Get Hired was born out of VR Maddox Consulting. Uh, it was just, I saw a need and I fulfilled it. And this is what I uh, teach my clients to do. Think of what you love. Think of something you would do for free and go do that. Create <laughs> I love that. And I think with every iteration we've had of a downturn of the economy and, and, you know, of course the last three years have just been exhausting and and a game changer and clearing the table on so many things, you know, a lot of the things that used to work don't work anymore. And that's, that's, you know, usually what happens with the downturn too, like what you thought you could do to to stay afloat is just not possible. So getting creative of course is really great, but what I, what I love, and I, I really want to have you share with us too, are you know, some of the ways, one, that people can, you know, some of the advice that you're giving people of how to pull that out of themselves and, and either create like you did, I mean, it can be entrepreneurial or find that new niche, find that new job that's going to fulfill them. Because as we know, with the, the great resignation, and then of course, with the pandemic, it's really like leveled the playing field. And there's some things that people just won't put up with anymore or just won't do anymore, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So um, I have outlined some tips that we're going to talk about. I love hot tips, thank you. But, (laughs) um, you know, if you've been in a job for 15, 16 years, and then all of a sudden you're out of a job, you don't even know how to create a resume because you've never had to. Mm -mm. These are things that people don't think about. So when, uh, when you're, you find yourself in that situation, I mean, I was different. I was, you know, in the HR, I knew what to do, but a lot of people don't. So this is, uh, these are the things that I kind of called out that people should think about. So when they come to me for guidance and coaching, that's what I teach them. Uh, I mean, I've had grown men cry on the phone. Mm. I've been in this job for 25 years. I don't know what to do. Right. And I I would think too, with, with this coaching, you know, back of what people first stands for too, are, are, you know, working or there are companies out there that are going to attract the people that have that same mindset, right? I mean, if you're going to be somebody that's, you know, equitable pay and flexibility, uh, community minded and being people first, like, if you're going to put this all together for your resume, you better get clear, right, on probably what you were putting up with in the past and then starting to really kind of bring that to life of what you really want for your future. Correct. Correct. And when I was in the job market uh, interviewing as a as a talent acquisition professional, that's a, just a fancy word for I I like it. It sounds, does sound good. It sounds good. It doesn't. I like this. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> So the first thing, and because of my training and development background, because, you know, I'm a teacher naturally, I'm like, what are, what are the things that job seekers really need to know that they wouldn't know after being in a job for 15 years? Hmm. So I created um, a, a column, so to speak, called tips from a recruiter, hashtag tips from a Mm-hmm. And it was actually a video series for a while. I think you've seen it. I have, yes. And uh, I hosted it. I used to host it on my page on Facebook. And then uh, I said, well, you know, I should probably take this to LinkedIn and, and YouTube and other mediums because it's just it's just valuable information. So I have a top 10 list 
of how to prepare for a job interview. And this is this is just basic stuff that people would not probably normally think about. Okay. So let's and talk I, about it. And I'm yes. going to go And if anybody wants to talk to me afterwards, they can just contact me and I'll go into it more in depth. Love here's it. your top 10. I feel like David Letterman. Tips from a recruiter, top 10 list, how to prepare for the job interview. Number 10, seek out employment. Seek out an employment coach, me. Yes. Or a mentor for assistance. So don't try to tackle this market by yourself, particularly mm-hmm. this current market. It's still crazy out there. It's kind of at a lull. A lot of the big fang companies are laying off, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you got to be careful. You got to know who you want to work for. Number nine, do your salary research. Google is your friend. Mm. Salary.com and Glassdoor salary. That will give you an idea of what the market is dictating for salaries for that particular position. Number eight, apply. Okay. You're not waiting for people to call you. Actively apply and then make sure that you're following up within a week to two weeks of whoever you have. Uh, apply to. And I'll talk about LinkedIn up the list, but LinkedIn is critical. If you're not on LinkedIn, I know, but Vanessa, I don't like social media. Well, you better like it because that's where recruiters live. Okay. Such a, Uh, let me stop real quick. That is such a a pro tip. And I think even if there's, don't, I mean, and I tell people like, then don't be on anything else. Except right. for LinkedIn, that is a that is a, a office water cooler slash networking event all wrapped into one. That's that's safe ish, yeah. right? To yeah. to be on, that's where you want to pay attention. I, I agree a thousand percent. And uh, yeah, and the other uh, key point to that is, don't spend five hours a day on LinkedIn or Indeed or Monster. Carve out an hour, an hour and 15 minutes at the most a day because you will drive yourself insane. Looking for a job is a full-time job. So, you know, you got to carve out that time and then give yourself time to do other stuff, right? So number seven, go to those companies' websites and identify openings that you qualify for. Just don't apply for everything. I know it's scary, but narrow your scope of what you want to apply for. If I'm a HR manager, I'm not going to go apply for a property manager position. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. People and do it, not, though. And it's not far-fetched. They do it every day, every single day. I see it. Number six, prepare a top 10 list top five or 10 list of companies you want to work for. Now, Mia, you and I talked about this a little bit, but this is, this is my strategy. Think of who you want to work for. Think of what aspects of uh, your standards you want these companies to have. My standards were they have to be diverse, equitable, and inclusive. 
and they have to have a good working environment. You notice I didn't mention salary. Because they're going to pay me what I asked for. <laughs> Let me, yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, that's not even a question because that goes yeah. back to the what number eight of like looking up, yeah, or number nine, like salary. So you've already yeah. got that, right? Already yeah. That done. Yeah. And we're How not taking you... pay. We're not taking pay cuts in 2022. Okay. People? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Doing. Yeah. Listen, okay. listen to Vanessa. How do you determine if it's a good work environment? If just looking online. Yeah. So just looking online is do it. I mean, they have the flashy websites and there's screen sliding and things coming in and out. And they, <laughs> they kind of try to trick you visually. But um, when you get that interview, these are the questions you're going to ask because you guess what? You're pre-preparing your questions. Mm, that's great. All right. So when the employer says, when the interviewer says, do you have any questions? But yes, I do. I have 10 of them or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. That shows that you've done your research and that shows that you are prepared. Uh, to this day, I get people on the phone that haven't even looked at the website. Wow. And it drives me insane. And I will, sure. end, the, I will end the interview immediately. Wow. I don't, I don't blame you because that just shows a lack of, uh, one sort of a lack of integrity from the sense that they, you don't really care what you're going to do. So if you're not really caring about what this company is doing, then mm-hmm. you don't really care what this company is doing, right? It's it kind of it kind of goes both ways. And I think with that idea of imagining a new economy, of mm-hmm. you know, that that is a new economy that's going past the uh, the capitalistic, you know, make a buck. Don't get me wrong, I love mm, Mama likes her new shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. I like to be well funded in all of my endeavors, and Absolutely. I think every, everybody should be. But from the sense of how is this company making money? And what are they doing for their people? Mm-hmm. All those different things, right? That's so great, though. You're right. Just having that, having that list of questions. Do you have any questions? Well, yes, I do. But then, yeah. you know, even knowing before you get in the door that there's at least um, a percentage of approval that you have already because you've agreed to to go and interview with them. Absolutely. And one of those questions on your question sheet, however many questions you want to ask, describe the work environment. Describe your management philosophy. Mm. Are you a micromanager? Bring it. Just just ask. I love that. Just ask, ask, right? Don't just don't. ask. Yeah. It's either yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. 50-50 chance of success. <laughs> so don't be scared to ask because folks, don't forget you're interviewing them more so than they are interviewing you. You really are. And I, I love that you mentioned before we got on the podcast here that you had recently, you have, you've done that yourself, like got on a website and, and for a company that you were interested in. Do you want to, can we pop that story in here? Yeah. Real quick? So, uh, yeah. So I went on uh, recently, I went on cause I was considering, uh, taking a regular job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so this company approached me and, you know, they were, they were crazy about me. Oh, we love you. It's just great. Blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So I started asking my standard questions. And one of the questions was, describe your diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy. Crickets. What? But your website said. (laughs) Right. Oh, wow. And I visited your management page. And it wasn't very diverse. Mm. Now, let let me just stop right there. 
you may not ask the same questions I ask. Mm -hmm. But because I'm in this profession, I know what my expectations are in working for a company or even attracting a client. And I do the same thing for my clients. I won't work for a client if they don't have certain things in order. Mm -hmm. So um, they made me an offer and I turned it down. Isn't that something? Yeah. And, and I, what I, I specifically love about that, that really empowers anyone who's listening to this too, is, is that you can really come from that place of power and not desperation. And what I love about what you're doing out here in the world with both the consulting firm and then get hired, this is how you do create like new ways that people are doing better business and being people first and being people-minded is that one, they're asking for what they need. They're not taking whatever they need. They're holding companies accountable. I mean, I'd love to hear what, if there's any kind of, you know, results of you, you know, asking those questions and turning it down, hopefully that made them think like, we're not matching. We're not walking the talk, right? Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. And mm -hmm. walking the talk is critical. Um, I did a consulting gig last year and um, I won't name the name of the company, but they're huge. And um, I consulted with them and uh, they had the most impressive diversity, equity, inclusion program I've seen in 25 years. Wow. And that's saying a lot for me. You're going to have to tell me offline who it is. I'll tell you offline <laughs> <laughs> who it was, but they held everyone accountable from the CEO to the janitor and everyone in between. And I'm not putting janitors at the bottom. They have important jobs. I'm just yes. saying. Yes. Hierarchical corporate situation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone was responsible for diversity. Wow. And so as a consultant recruiter in this organization, I had to interview a certain amount of diverse candidates. And if I didn't have diverse candidates in my slate, I had to explain why. And my manager had to explain why. And the VP had to explain why. It went all the way up to the CEO, yeah. accountability. And um, I was just very impressed. And I was thinking to myself, everybody needs that. Every company in, in this nation needs to be like them. They do. And I really would appreciate, I, I would love the normalization of that too, rather than yes. it being the box checking that creates vitriol and, and creates the, the pushback and the... Um, you know, the, the things where people are like, oh my God, now we have to have this equity hire, this inclusive hire and that like, no, I mean, not only checking the boxes, but, but why haven't you? And I know it from being in the public speaking world and uh, just on the speaker circuit, uh, we've really holding people accountable. I know there's the conferences I've turned down now because I see the list and um, like, nope, I don't want to be a part of it. And if you come to me and tell me, it's because you cannot find any diverse speakers. I know you're full of it because yes. you have not you have not done the work. And so that kind of uh, transparency and accountability, normalizing that rather than it just being a, a box checking, I think is going to let's really change things up too. Yeah, I mean, if you recall uh, several elections ago, I think it was Mitt Romney who mm -hmm. said he had a he had binders binders full of women. <laughs> And he's like, oh, we can't find any black women to hire. Oh, really? <laughs> Mitt Romney goes, oh, I have binders full of them. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Right? And I will never forget that because I'm like, hey, I know where they all are. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> asked me where they are. 
And you weren't even that far. It was like your cross country. I'm right in the neighborhood. Meant uh, look, look no further, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I built a whole community. Don't you tell me you cannot yeah. find candidates. That's right, women of color. We are. Man, look up hashtag get hired. Absolutely. <laughs> so number five, create or update your LinkedIn profile. Job seekers, you cannot look for work without being on LinkedIn. Period. Don't try. Yeah. Don't even try. Totally. And I I think another thing too, just because you never know that just depending on where you're working and and everything moves so quickly or changes so quickly, I think keeping it updated with your latest projects or something that you volunteered for, I think that's such a great way because I can even remember what I wore yesterday or ate yesterday, let alone what I accomplished, right? So I think keeping up on that, whether you're looking for a job or not, I wanted to add that in. As a little like an extra five A, five point A of of just for all of us to. I mean, and I say this all the time with LinkedIn. It is the place to toot your horn. Yes, it is. If you're not, there's some there's something wrong. If you do things like this, you're on podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, You have any YouTube uh, information that you want to share. All of that can go on your LinkedIn profile. Absolutely. People want to see outside of what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. They want that you volunteer. They want to know that you work in your community. If you read to, if you teach Sunday school, put that in there. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be afraid to show that you have a life outside of work. Sure. I think, I think more than anything, I I think that that's part of a new economy as well is, is looking outside just the, uh, like that, the standard look at the website and what they're doing. It's, it's seeing on social media that they've volunteered uh, for a community day, this a company, or that they are, you know, they're they're uh, supporting their their staff or their clients, and oh my gosh, I mean, there's just so many great ways you can find these little breadcrumbs, leaving you know, leaving clues of of success and things that you would like about a company. Absolutely, and one other thing that I find that people issues people have with being on social media is that they they fear what they don't understand. Mm. Oh, I hate social media. Well. Don't hate this because you're looking for a job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to even put a picture on your profile. You don't have mm-hmm. to. If you're, you know, running from the feds or something, I mean, just don't put your picture up. Yeah, and there and there a, are some people who. Yes. And I think that, and this is, you know, diving a little bit deeper. There's some people who do, you know, they may be in a relationship that they have to, you know, keep themselves safe or something like that. There's a lot of different ways that you can get into that without having to be in it. And trust me, once you get that job, you don't have to worry about it. if You don't want to be on, on social media at all, but that's great though. Okay. Next. What else you have? Uh, number four, mm-hmm. seek help from people that you KLT. What's KLT, Vanessa? No, no like, like trust. trust. Yes. Okay. That never gets old. Never gets old. Hey, Uncle Bob, you've been down at the power company for 30 years. You know everybody. Hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you mm-hmm. help? Mm-hmm. No, not can you help me. I need you to help me. That's right. Not a question. Not a question. <laughs> a direct statement. I need your help. I need you to help me. And yes. just think about all of the people in your life, former co-workers, former bosses, mm-hmm. uh, relatives, church members, the guy you met at 7-Eleven, everybody. <laughs> you never know who knows who. So just reach out to those people. Tell them you, you, you're looking for a job. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And the ones that don't help you, you need to reevaluate your relationships with them. Taking a little, I've got a little imaginary notepad right here. Like, mm-hmm. Like I, I will, uh, I will, I will not forget that. I think of another fun thing to add into that too, from the no like trust factor. I, I've been learning a lot too. Is, and then really is to vet the people like, what if uncle Bob's kind of a schmuck, right? Like, and he's not very well liked at the power company. Like think about those things too, because then all of a sudden uncle Bob's crappy reputation is sitting on you. So I, I love that of, of being, of carefully creating or curating the people in your world that, you know, they are also walking the talk, right? Absolutely. And who you're in and, and on the flip side too, I always talk about this of, you know, ask for permissions for introduction. Uh, hey, you know, I know the so-and-so that's, that's interested in this. Are you interested in that as well? And that lets people know that you really value their time. You're not just throwing a bunch of people in. There's so many different ways to, to suss out and nuance that no like trust from the people that you're approaching and then how you also value and vet the people that are in your world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, back to social media for a second. Yeah. Um, you know, people are, you know, don't understand it. They may be fearful of it. And mm-hmm. let me just say this. Your Facebook persona is different from your LinkedIn persona. It is. So before you start applying for jobs, particularly for federal, state, and local jobs, who mm. you know, they call people social media, you know, just take down the red cups and the booty shorts. <laughs> That's how I put it. No red cups. <sighs> Yes, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Just clean, kidding. <laughs> clean that up, right? Because you know, I mean, you're a Google search away. Anybody can find out anything about anybody online. So very, very be- true. And I, I will say, here's the advantage of being our age. This is an identifier on my white female blonde hair glasses in my 50s, and uh, that means I don't have a lot of the stuff from. None of that's on the internet. That's so right. for you younger folks out there. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. Like it's definitely something. Yeah. Age has privileges at times. Amen. Right? Amen to that. Great advice. Uh number three, spruce up your resume, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I I don't create resumes, but I uh evaluate and review resumes. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wanted to contact me about that, I'll tell you uh what your resume is saying about. Okay. Awesome. And uh, number two, get mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. So if you get laid off on a Wednesday, don't start looking for a job to the following Monday. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's already you're you're upset, mm-hmm. you're mad, you're angry, you're like, yeah. why me? That sort of thing. Yeah. Don't start looking right away. Give yourself some space, some breathing breathing room. Give yourself some grace. And remember, if they laid you off, that's their issue, not yours. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it's such a wise piece of advice too, because you're going to be in such a, your mindset, you need to just rest your mind. And you start, if you start looking at out of fear and desperation, I always like to use a phrase, that's when red flags may look like a cape. You know what I mean? In, in the jobs that you're looking for, because you're like, oh, this, this sounds great. And you're not seeing the red flag. Let me ask you um, as a quick aside, when somebody says to describe their, their office or their, their company environment, I read somewhere too, when they're saying like, oh, we're like family here. People are like, no run. <laughs> like, like, cause the, a lot of families don't have great boundaries. Right. right. We're, we're like family here. Sounds like a, like a recipe for, you know, may, perhaps getting taken advantage of because people don't hold their, uh, their boundaries or set or set a company policy. Well, 
Well, when you're inside of these companies, you really should be paying attention to what they're doing. What what type of uh, customers are they going after? What type mm. of acquisitions are they making? Is someone trying to buy them? Are they being uh, partnered up with a uh, a PE backed firm? You know, someone coming to scoop them up? Do they have mm. to try to get you know uh, private equity money? PE, I'm sorry, PE is private. Yeah, equity. I, I, so so thank you for saying that. Yeah, private equity firm coming in because when private equity firms get you, they could come in and wipe out an entire company if they wanted to. Because the bottom line is that is the money. It is, you know, and acquisitions. So be careful about that. Pay attention to those boring meetings they have once a month talking about the stock price and, you know, uh, the sure. revenue generation. Yeah, pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, I love that. And I think a, another th- a thing I, I would add to that too is is also, and I, I'm, I'm not sure where you would look for this. I've seen some certain politicians do this that I like that said looking at the companies and see who um, who donates to their company. Like Absolutely. or or sorry, who they donate? Where did where what where does their donation money go to when it mm-hmm. comes to politics? That's a juicy one, don't you think? Absolutely. Um, I was I was working uh, managing a multi million dollar uh, division at a telecom giant back in the day, and uh, right before I left to go to another opportunity, they sent out a corporate wide email encouraging people to donate to the Republican Party. Uh, yeah, they wow. were blatant. Wow. And I, you know, I'm kind of slow sometimes. So I had to read the email a couple of times. I'm like, are they asking us to make contributions from our check? Just like direct deposit wow. out of our check to go to the Republican Party. And, they were- and then I go and look up the president of the company. Yeah, he's a big donor. Wow. So it's time for me to go. I can't work. Yeah. I mean, and, and that, that, and, and listen, we know that these, these decisions and these, these suggestions that we're talking about aren't always easy, but oh my gosh, in the long run, you know, knowing that you've always stayed aligned, I mean, yeah, we have to take jobs. We don't like, we know that there's a lot of things we have yeah. to do. A lot of grown, grown ups things we have to do that we don't care for, but my gosh, when you can curate as much as you can, what's in your world just by being aware, right? Mm-hmm. I exactly. love that. I love that. Well, that's a really exactly. great thing. So okay, feel so. of what your company is doing at the top levels and mm-hmm. be sure that who you're going to work for match your values and standards. So true. That's it. So, so, so true. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so number one, mm-hmm. the number one tip from a recruiter on how to prepare for the job interview. Build your self-awareness. You got to know who Mia is. You got to know who V is before you can walk in and contribute to an organization. What type of people do I want to work for? Mm -hmm. What type of uh, who, what type of coworkers do I want to have to spend eight hours a day with? Sure. What are the corporate values? Um, Are they, do they have an active supplier diversity program? Do they have an active DEI program that that you can see the tangible outcomes of their diversity programs? Make sure that those things are are there, are present. Mm -hmm. So, but you got to know who you are first. 
I love that. And even be willing to, if the company seems like they have a lot that they like, tell me what you think of this, um, suggest it. Hey, would you be willing to, if I do come to work with you, is this something you have in the works? Have you thought about this? And I think using your intuition, you can really see what's lip service and what's just, um, in, you know, what's a, what's a truly open to an idea thing too. But that's such a perfect thing to, to end on. And I, I do want to get just any last minute tips that you have on this too, or any stories. I love the, what, what to do and what not to do, what people are doing out there. It's my, my favorite of like, Ooh, don't be like so-and-so. I mean, I, I learn well by other people's mistakes. I can let you know that right exactly. right off the bat, but, but I love that. That's um, that's the top number one thing, because you know, I've seen lately uh, on several things on social media of, well, y'all have been saying, well, if you don't like the job, then quit. So for those folks that have been complaining about people, now, you know, this is why there's longer lines or it's going to be, you know, tougher to get that because people are going to work and asking for what they, what's going to align with, with their life, what their life's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the younger generations, the Gen X, the Gen Z's, well, mm. Gen X, but the Gen Z's and now this new generation called the Alphas. I think so. I've heard zillennials. The job Jackson, market yeah. is not going to be ready for the Alphas. They are not. These are the babies that only know what iPhones are. Right. right. And these are the babies and these are the kids that uh, only knew of a Black president for eight years. Mm-hmm. So That's the it. job market better be ready for these these generations that are coming. And I, yeah. uh, Gen Z is not playing with you all. Mm-mm. You've been seeing the media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's there are demands, but there's action that goes with those those demands, and I think that's what that they, sort of they magic. are lip service. Mm-mm. They're really not the Gen X raised all those kids. So yay. I'm just saying that is, that is exactly, that is ours. I love all those memes of the difference between boomers and Gen X and Gen Z and Gen Y. It's usually uh, that Gen X is just kind of sitting in the back line. All right. I got my latchkey. I was a latchkey kid. I know how to handle this. We we, we take a lot, but I will say, I do love that about these, the, the generations that are coming up, they are no nonsense. They're asking for what they need and they're, they're showing a blueprint or expecting a blueprint of the yeah. action. Absolutely. Love it. Any parting tips, stories, anything you want to tell us before we get out of here on this podcast? Um, I just want to share that, you know, my uh, 25, 30 years in HR field, uh, working with all sorts of people, working with CEOs and, and, and uh, other executives throughout the years. People are just people. Mm. Um, just be nice. Just be nice, be pleasant, play, say, say please and thank you. They go a long way. They do. Learn to listen more than you speak. That doesn't get old. You learn a lot by listening. Um, you know, do your research, know your market. If you've been in a job for 15 years, you're a subject matter expert. You're an SME. Put that on your resume. Right? Great tip. Oh, let's do that one last piece of advice that you give people a lot. It may be applicable or not, but I love this this silver bullet piece of advice you have for people that are coming up in the job market about getting uh, clearance. Oh, yes. This is is a great part. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes. 
So um, most companies, particularly federal agencies, uh, I know this back in the day, I don't know how much so much nowadays, but I think it's still applicable, is that uh, they literally sit on college campuses and they wait for those kids to walk across the stage with that mm-hmm. new minted degree in their hands. Yeah. And they will most, they, some, a lot of them are, uh, have done their college recruiting. They actually have very robust college recruiting programs within their organizations. That's the other thing you should, should be looking for, particularly in the medium to large size companies. And uh, a lot of the federal government agencies, the three-letter agencies, mm-hmm. who we won't mention, <laughs> There's a lot you know, they'll grab these kids and they will bring them into the fold and give them high-level clearances anywhere from top secret secret all the way up to top secret full scope polys that means they can't even tell you what they do for them hmm. right wow. if you can get a clearance you'll never be out of a job pretty much i love that and, and you can just request it right can you go online and just just start this you can't the process go online and request it you have to be within an organization that will either sponsor you okay or the job requires that you be cleared. So okay. sometimes they companies will hire you contingent basis that you can get a clearance of some level. Gotcha. And that just Love gives it. you access to high class, high excuse me, high level information that Joe wouldn't have access to. Okay, good. Federal government. Yeah. Good distinction. Thank you. So looking for those companies, like you said, the three-letter name companies, I mean, even if it's mm-hmm. something you're not really crazy about, starting with them, having that clearance, that can really set you on a path, too, of, of never, uh, as they say, as uh, never go hungry again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, now you got to have some patience. Okay. Those processes take years in some cases. Okay. Uh, uh, depending on how quickly they need to fill one of those cleared positions, they could expedite it, but if that could still, the expediting could take six months. Okay. So, so have a, have a backup plan, but, uh, I, I love that. That's more about, you know, looking out into the future type of thing and, and being really strategic about it. So yeah. right y'all, if you want to get in touch with Vanessa, she's at V R M A D D O X consulting. Yes. Or just vrmatics.com. Vrmatics.com. Very easy. Uh, you can go to my site and see what we're doing there. Reach out to me through the website. I'll be happy to ask any questions. If you're on Facebook, our community is hashtag get hired. Um, I approve everyone that joins. So go ahead and join and uh, you can see what opportunities are listed there. You can hit me up on LinkedIn, vrmatics.com as well. And I would love to help. Love it. Thank you for all the good info. We so appreciate you. You're welcome. Anytime. Bye, everyone. Bye. Make sure to reach out to V at vrmaddox.com. That's V-R-M-A-D-D-O-X.com. If you'd like to be a part of the People First Companies movement, you can find out more at peoplefirstcompanies.net or send us an email at info at peoplefirstcompanies.net. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. We'll see you on the next episode.